Welcome to another episode of the Brighter Web Podcast. Insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm your co-host, Robert Carnes. Hey, and I'm Mickey Mellon. Good to be here, Robert. Well, and you say here, this is our first time ever recording not in the same room together. Yep, yeah, just out of, yeah, scheduling-wise, I, I was down with the flu a little bit. It might still be contagious. Hopefully you can't hear it in my voice, but yeah, we're trying a remote one. We'll see how it works. Yeah, so not not contagious through the podcast. Nobody nobody needs to worry about that. But right. um, we're bringing hopefully a an idea that will go viral though about uh, using strategy for your websites. <laughs> there you go. Tried to segue it there. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> so um, obviously, building web strategies is a big piece of what we do at Green Melon. It's a, a huge part of our process for creating great websites, but. Um, why is strategy an important part of that? Like, why can't I just slap something together and throw a website up like overnight? Why, why isn't that the best approach? So you totally can do that. And lots of people do that. And every now and then it makes sense to do that. But generally, so you build the site for the right reasons. You know, you really understand who you're talking to and how to talk to them. Um, the thing I say is a common way to spot a strategy-less site are sites that were clearly built for the business and not for their customers, you know. There's always arguments I see in Facebook groups of like, the client wants me to make the logo bigger, you know, because clients often think for themselves. And so the response there is, how does that benefit your end customer if the logo were to be bigger or any any change you want to make on the site? How does talking more about you help them? And generally it doesn't. So the sites that have strategy usually have a better angle talking to their consumer. So in other words, a an indicator of why strategy is important is it's some, it's focused on your audience rather than than yourself. Exactly. Correct. So that, that sounds great. That sounds fantastic. But, but I want my website now. I have to have it immediately. Like, doesn't that slow the process down? Like, how, what, what if I need it? Just like, I have a sense of urgency behind why I need this website. Why, why is strategy, convince me again, I guess, on why strategy is still important. Well, you, say, you asked if it slows the process down, and it 100% does. I mean, by design, it slows things down. But that's okay, because speed shouldn't be the goal here. For most businesses unless you really have a lack of planning, you shouldn't have urgent needs like that. You say, okay, I want to you know, start launching my product here. I want to have the website there. You kind of plan things out well in advance so you can do that sort of strategy. If you get to the point of the day you're launching your product and you realize, oh gosh, I need a website too. Like that's a lack of planning and it's going to cost you probably by way of a lack of strategy. You know, If you need a website right now, you can go to Squarespace right now and have a site in minutes. I mean, doing it quickly is not hard to do. It's just, what's the site going to be about? Who's it for? It's not going to have, even if it looks beautiful with only the templates, when people get to it, they won't see themselves in your writing and they won't understand what's going on and just won't have the pieces there to really make the website work for them. Okay, you've convinced me. So we, <laughs> Good job. We need to do a strategy. I, I'm, I'm obviously being facetious. I understand why strategy is important for a website. I'm a part of making sure that that happens for all of our clients. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously just playing devil's advocate because that might be, yeah, these might be questions that a business owner or a marketer might be thinking. And well, speed, might be. speed is a big one. Too. Sure. I mean, that, that is a hindrance. That's probably the biggest hindrance we see. It's not even the cost necessarily. It's just, it's going to take an extra month at the front of your website build. And that's a problem sometimes. But again, if you can plan well enough in advance, that's fantastic. You know, I was talking to a home builder yesterday and they're trying, they want to launch a site by the end of next year. So they're trying to back into it now. Say, okay, it's going to take six months to build, a couple months for strategy. Like they're kind of backing all the way down to when do we really need to get started to be able to do it all right, which is Fantastic. You know, not, not a lot of people look that far into the future to really back up and set the pieces in all the right order. Yeah, that's, that's a luxury that they're able to, to do that. And, but why is that will probably result in a much better website 
on, on the back end. Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hopefully if people are now open to considering kind of doing a robust strategy as the baseline and the foundation for their, their business website, what, what should that include? What, what, is, what is a strategy? What, what are all the different pieces? How does it practically come together uh, to build a website strategy? And that's certainly a big question that's well beyond the scope of today. But I think the main one is understanding who you're trying to serve. Who are they? What are, they, what are you trying to help them with? Why should they listen to you? What do they need to do to get started? What problems do they have? What solutions can you offer? Just really understanding that person and speaking to them is why we love audience personas. Even if you make up that face, you know, homeowner Henry persona to talk about as you're building the site, if you can keep that person in mind, here's how I want to talk to the person, here's the problems they have. If you can really unpack all of that, the site will be far more effective in virtually every way. And there's a component that goes a little bit outside of strategy, and that's almost like user testing, right? Having the audience persona and knowing who they are and, and all those kind of things is great, but that should also be backed up by thorough research and maybe actually talking to people who represent that audience persona. So I'm sure that's For sure. that's a piece of, of the strategy, but also obviously a piece that is time-consuming. It takes yeah. time to to do research and focus groups and testing and all that. So, but, but it, it is better in the long run and helps you build a better product. Right. And there's depth to the strategy too. I mean, if you spend two days on your strategy, you're probably in the top 10% already just by spending a little time. We spend the better part of a month building a strategy and I'm sure there's companies that spend six months or a year or more doing more focus groups and testing. I mean, you can take it to any degree you want. It just really shouldn't be no degree. Like at least spend some time on it understanding things and the deeper you can go the better but there's of course diminishing returns especially for a small business that probably shouldn't spend a year doing strategy because then they won't get the return but spending a month to get it solid is, is probably a good move so it's it's kind of like holiday gifts it's the thought that counts for the most part <laughs> there you go yeah, even just taking the time to do it is, is huge yes yeah so thinking about it at all is the is the right way to start because yeah i mean there i'm sure there are plenty of businesses that just have a sense of urgency and put the website out without doing a whole lot of thought. And so if you're actually pausing long enough to realize maybe we should do a strategy, then you're halfway there and it's just then executing on, on what that strategy looks like. Yep. So once you've actually put the strategy together, you've taken the few weeks maybe to, to put, you know, understanding of your audience and to, to document that. How do you actually implement that strategy when it comes to actually beginning to build your website? Yeah, that's a great question. And really, I think it comes down to two areas. One is, of course, the content. The words you use on the site should reflect the strategy you did. And the order of the words should reflect that too, in terms of stating the problem and then stating the solution and the steps to get started, that sort of thing. So just having the content on the site that talks to the right people is the main thing right there. But also kind of ties into the site hierarchy, the, the site map, the list of pages, you know, the navigation across the top. How, what should that look like? You know, are you using jargon in there? That's a good thing. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Usually jargon is a bad thing, but if you're talking, you're trying to reach super professionals in a, in a niche industry, maybe the jargon is important. So understanding that and how you label navigation and how you use the words yeah, is enormous. So, I mean, it sounds like a big part of it is you're basically creating a roadmap for how you should build a site. And if you're just doing it by default or by guessing or by gut instinct, then you may go down the wrong path when it comes to building out the pages and, and the content that you're using. So... I mean, a strategy essentially gives you a plan, a blueprint for how to actually build the site. Right. And that, that could be the how to build it today, but also where it's going to be a few years from now. You know, a lot of our clients, we kind of plan out, here's the next section we'll build later. We'll have this other piece over there. And knowing that ahead of time can really help because you know, in the long run, 
you know, we have a lot of clients that we can see that can't come to us with a site that you can sort of see where it started and it made sense, but then, well, we got to add these new pages. We don't know where to put them. So let's make another drop down at the top and we'll stick more buttons around. Just they don't quite know where to put new things because they don't have a full strategy. They had a good idea for the initial site and then it's just kind of sticking stuff where they can after that. So if your strategy is more comprehensive and can look into the future, it can help you really for years to come as you have new needs that arise. I'm sure an other drop down in the main menu of your website is really going to serve all of your customers and clients super well. Yeah, thankfully most don't call it other, but they'll tack <laughs> 14 more things under about us or just sure. trying to find the right bucket. More. To things in. Yeah. Or yeah, like for churches, it's ministries. They have a list of like 57 ministries in there, which some maybe are, some maybe aren't, but that's the easy place to put stuff versus really thinking through how it should be laid out. Sure, sure. So the goal is to avoid running into a, a trap like that because you've thought through this of how it's going to look in the long run. And so that that really brings us to that final thought here is, which we've touched on a, a little bit, but how does this benefit uh, a business in the long run beyond just like serving their audience better? How, how can having a robust website strategy from the very beginning be a long-term benefit for your business? Yeah, I mean, certainly it's getting that consistent message out. Your branding is about having the same message over and over, week after week, year after year. And if, you're, if you start from the beginning with that same message, people will begin to recognize it as they encounter your brand for the third, fourth, eighth time. That can make a big difference for them to really un understand who you are. And then again, it comes to priorities. I mentioned a minute ago, you'll end up with four different calls to action on the homepage because you're not sure what the priority is. And the user then doesn't either versus saying, hey, here is the step you should take. Let's go versus, hey, you could do that or do this or do that or do this. And clients, you know, visitors will tend to tend to leave rather than trying to figure it out for themselves. So having that clear strategy and direction helps you know what to prioritize and put on the site. Again, back to church websites, for example, so many church websites have a slider on the homepage with 27 things in it because that's all the stuff they want to promote. So there's no real priority and they don't, people aren't sure where to go versus saying, hey, here's the thing we want to talk about this month. Let's go. I think we could do an entire episode of our podcast about why you should not use a slider on the homepage <laughs> yes, of your website. For sure. And thankfully, that has become a much less common thing, but you still see them out there and it still makes me cringe a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's Again, it's the lack of priorities. I think we have to get these five messages out. So I hope when our people come to the site, they're just going to stop and sit and watch the slider go by and see all the options and then choose the one that's best for them. But stats show, and I think you and I know, no one's stopping and sitting and watching the slider go by. They're going to see the first slide, act on it or not, and move on with their life. So you nail that message. And, and when you think about it from that perspective... I think anybody would realize, oh yeah, no one's going to sit there for 15 seconds until the next slide advances and read <laughs> right. every, you know, everything in the, the detail. So, but they don't think about it. They haven't taken the time to pause and really think through what the user behavior is going to be like on their website. We're trying to look through their user's eyes, not through theirs. Because from their perspective, they do have 14 things they want to share, but they got to take it a step deeper and look at it as a user would and realize that's not really appropriate. Yeah. So this obviously is a pretty big conversation, uh, but I think this gives a, at least an introduction and, and hopefully a persuasive introduction to anybody uh, to think about really using a, a strategy as the basis and foundation for their website. So many other things that we could go and unpack here, but it sounds like the main takeaway is just think about your audience and try to build a website that is going to be user-friendly and helpful to them. Yep. Well said. So if you have been, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast, brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at abrighterweb.com.